And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 153. In this episode, we will be discussing season 2, episode 6 of Netflix Shadow and Bone, Niwe Seish, I Have No Heart. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by our very own bonesmith, Lee Bardugo. Moisevienyi casters. Hello, everyone. Woohoo! <laughs> we have some shitties. We do. First, we have Borgo Monero, Italy. Yay! And then we're moving on to Yongsangu, Korea. Woo! <laughs> Yay! So, thank you, listeners. Thank you. So, um, how are you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that good? So good. Hashtag blessed. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Hashtag blessed. No, I'm. I'm very lucky to be busy. Like yeah. I'm very very busy. It's Second Chance Month. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, that's a actual national month from the um, federal government that set aside to recognize that um, people coming out of incarceration need second chances. So yeah. we. Um, we have events all across Middle Tennessee. We're going to campuses. We're going to businesses. We're going literally everywhere. It's, you know, 12 to 14 hour days and it's wow. navigating lots of things. But we're, um, you know, a whole big social media campaign that I guess, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm a, I have to do. Um, so if you're interested, THEI um, on our socials has a lot on there. I, I could talk about it for like five days straight and I won't. Um, but it's. That's why I say I'm, I'm blessed to be stressed because it's a lot going on, but the awareness and the amount of community that have come yeah. forward to help has been tremendous. It's awesome because I I had no clue about it. I had never heard about it. And I think it's just such a good way to like give back and to help people that really need it and I definitely get it. I think it's amazing, and I'm, I know you're extre- you've are you got so much going on, and it's <laughs> stressful, but it's one of those good stresses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you feel good when you finally do get to, like, lay down, and it's like, okay, but it's it's rewarding. Yes. Yes. At the end of the night after we do a big panel, um, you know, it's driving home of, like, I just worked 12 hours, but it's, it's you know, your heart feels good that you've done something, something good, yeah. um, and there's... I think there's 450 plus um, things that a previously incarcerated person will run into as far as like an absolute barrier, Um, housing, food, jobs, cars, um, you know, signing anything is a massive barrier. Um, The jobs and voting, literally like so many things. So, I mean, imagine if... You didn't know how to use the technology that everybody else is using. Like, there's just so many things that yeah, they just, like, they face. And I know I haven't talked about my job, like, too much. So this is kind of the most I've really <laughs> talked about it. But uh, part of my job is to make sure that um, we are helping with those things. So well, it's um, 
you know, it's, it's making the calls, it's finding out how to break those barriers. Our whole mission is breaking cycles of harm. So it's, um, it's backbreaking work and we always, we say it's hard work and it's heart work. Aww. Yeah. That's so, so sweet. <laughs> it's super stressful. We're only a team of nine. So it's. Wow. Yes. It's a lot. Well, but you guys do amazing work and it's just, it's, I think it's incredible, especially the fact that you and I both work similar jobs, mm-hmm. but on like different. It's like on opposite ends. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't think a lot of people think about the things that people that have been incarcerated face when they come out. And they like, one thing that you just said that I was thinking about is like, if they've been incarcerated for like, I don't know, maybe 20 years or so, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, the fact of how technology is really different. I mean, learning about maybe cell phones or texting and like just Mm -hmm. everything's online now, especially like applying for jobs. It used to be always filling out an actual like, Uh I mean, piece of paper, but now everything's online and how difficult that would be for someone incarcerated that had been. One of our alumni is our age. Okay, He went in at the age of 19. And he came wow. out at the age of 41. So we know what the world was like when we were 19 years old. That's crazy. And then to just be shoved into this world. That's insane. Like think about how, how – so we'll just – I'll just say like late 90s. Just imagine how much has changed <laughs> The from internet that was point. just starting. Like I mean it was like It AOL. was a baby. Yeah. Like an itty-bitty baby. Every, like we emailed like but – there was no text messaging. No. People people that d- did have cell phones had like huge ones mm-hmm. and it would They weren't smartphones by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. And so then to like go find a job and they're like, can you use Office Suite, you know, Windows 10? Oh. Can you use this, 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 this? The answer is no. <laughs> um, so part of our job is to make sure that they get that training. Um, but still, I mean, it's... Luckily, our students get some training because they have to access certain things for coursework. But still, to come out, um, this this poor man um, basically got shoved a cell phone, an Apple phone, (laughs) you know, when he came out. And he's like, I don't know what this is. (laughs) And then the guy's like, oh, and this watch, this Apple watch comes free with it. And he's just standing there like staring at it. And I just, it, it took me back. To when we were 19 and just, if I just, if I was away for this amount of time and then just came out into the world and like, here you go, here's these things, I cannot even imagine. It'd be horrifying. It's a whole different world, like in that span of time. And it's just, wow. I can't imagine. I feel like I, there was, there was some kind of Netflix show I was watching where this, like, I think this topic kind of came up, but. I can't remember it, and I'm not going to try to remember right yeah. now. Because, <laughs> but well, that's amazing. That's um. So is that every year? Like, I mean, every April. like. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. now we know. Yeah, that's incredible. Now you know. Woohoo! Yeah. So, is there anything else going on besides? Like, I mean, I know you've got that. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's the last couple weeks of my grad school class, so yeah. you know, well, papers, finals. There's that this. fun things. And we've got <laughs> all these orientations at work, signing up students for the summer semester. Um, Alden is in a play in two weeks. Woo-hoo! So um, those of you in theater will know what Hell Week is. Um, but he basically has two Hell Weeks because they are in until like 9 p.m. 
every day, oh, Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Like it is, it's a lot. It's very intense. I'm excited for him though because I I just love theater and right? I love Hell Week. I, I and you know how stressful Hell Week is, but then like once you fun. get past the first oh. public performance, such a high. You ride like the <gasps> highest high, it's and amazing. it makes everything like so worth it. Exactly, and that's just I don't know. Everything comes together, and then if your whole family like. I always think of everybody that's in a, like, show. You have, like, mm-hmm. the special, like, family and how sad it is when you do your last performance. Yes. It's like, oh, my God. Uh, I love theater. Yeah, last semester, I was like, I don't want to do this again. It's so stressful. And then mm-hmm. when the last performance went through, he was like, I'm doing it again. I was like, see, Good. I told you. you. Once you get through those proud moments, then you just can't let it go. It's a drug now. You have to keep it going. Is theater Theater arts is definitely a drug. It, it is. is like that. I love that stuff. So you work off adrenaline. Well, yeah, and I there's so many different people involved in a show. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be on stage. You don't have to. You can be scared of being on stage and still find many different things that you can do, like with a show. And it's yep. just, ugh, he's on he's on sets and props this time. So um, he likes to tell me that no one's allowed to touch the props multiple times and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I have to laugh and tell him stories about when we were in oh. high school. I was like, oh, I did, mm-hmm. I never listened. I touched the prop <laughs> all the time, especially the knife where the, like, the blade would go into the handle, the stabby stab knife. Yep. Like, oh, <laughs> I touched that thing all the time. I had you to had stab to. whoever was near me. I mean, like, <laughs> how you could you to. not? It's like illegal not to. <laughs> I loved all the props and you always played with everybody's props. Anyway, mm-hmm. even if it, you weren't allowed to, but exactly, who cares? <laughs> That's part of the fun of it. Exactly. What show is he doing again? Anastasia. That's right. Oh my god, that's your favorite. I know. <laughs> he did Sense and Sensibility last mm-hmm. semester, and then when she announced Anastasia, I was like, "Are you kidding me? They're doing like, this are for you? you? Doing this for me? <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds right? exactly like the Terry lineup. I." I know. Wow. I'm like interested to hear what we're doing next semester, but <laughs> um but Alden keeps coming home singing the St. Petersburg song. I'm not gonna I won't sing it. Um everybody that knows Anastasia, that song is now in your head and you're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to think if there's anything there's nothing really going on with me. Not that I know, just craziness like usual. Yeah. But yeah. Nothing happened in the last week. No, nothing really that I don't think so. I'm trying No. This this episode was really good though. I will oh, say like Oh my gosh. I was definitely excited and um cuz you I think I talked about this last time you and Alden have like your favorite episode mm-hmm. and you were able to say that and I was like I couldn't remember any of that, but I definitely can see how this would be your favorite episode. This is the episode where when it was done Alden and I had to pause for a little bit to like take it all in, and mm-hmm. I texted you. Yes, and I was like, "Holy s, episode six. And you're like, "Wait, which one was that?" And I had to uh, give a couple examples, but oh, yeah. my word! The whole episode, oh. my mouth was open, my heart's breaking. Literally, so many things. It is, and I love that it's connected to episode five. Because mm-hmm. episode and episode five and six definitely are connected, they, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be. And it's neat. I like how they did the 
the names, the titles of the episode, mm-hmm. um, because um, they are the the proverbs, like the Shuhan proverbs that we had read about, um, and. I, it's just neat because we also get to see the story of the our shoe, um, Sanktya, mm-hmm. and that that was amazing to me because now it finally got like her whole story came out, and that is cool. It's so cool, yeah. And she's amazing. She is like, oh my god, she can kick some. Mm-hmm. Yes, really hard. Yes. Okay, so let's think. There's two storylines in this episode that we're mm-hmm. pretty much following, and we have been, which is we've got the crows, yes. and then we've got the whole Alina story, mm-hmm. and that storyline, Alina's storyline, also had some really cool stuff going on because yeah. Bagra, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, there was, <laughs> yes, there was a lot going on there, and I um, I went to Google a few times to see people that don't know the story do you are you understanding like the Mao thing right did you see it's coming and almost everything i found was they didn't see it coming what so (laughs) really yeah i mean we're biased because we've always known but um i found that really interesting um yeah i find that really hard to believe because i mean alina like one like in I don't know what episode it was, but when she all of a sudden is seeing, like, the big light of, like, Mal and, like, it it was when they were killing the sea whip. Mm -hmm. That's right. Like, I just think there's so many different, like, hints towards it. How do you not see that coming? Even this episode, like, Alina doesn't catch on until the very end, and we were screaming the whole episode. We're like, come on. Like, there are so many things. And even, like, Bagra is trying to make you understand, (laughs) Like, oh, she before is. they even get to the cave or home or whatever it is, like they're like it, Bagra is literally like guiding them with stories and everything else, and both of them are just like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. They have no clue, which to me I find I don't know. It's good storytelling, but at the same time, I feel like the hints just have been thrown at them this entire there, time. Yeah. I do like, I think the episode starts out with Bagra, Mal, and Alina, like, sitting around a campfire, mm-hmm. and that's when she tells her story and explains how, like, Mortsova was her father. Yes. And Alina finding that out, I think, was, like, I don't know, she was, it's a cool, it's definitely a really neat, I'm glad like, they changed that part of it. Like, yeah. love the original story, but it was also kind of cool to get that side of it, too. Absolutely. And especially how she goes in depth about her sister dying and how everybody's read this story, which is the story that's in the Istori Sanctia, Mm -hmm. the Lives of Saints book. And actually, the story is different. It's it's similar, but it's different. And actually, Bagra was the one that killed her sister by by accident, but also kind of... I don't think she meant to, like, kill her. Right. But... She probably wasn't aware of, like, the strength of her powers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that was really cool. I definitely, like, geeked out when hearing that part. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved how getting into Mortsova's cave, you... It's only, like, um, Mortsova blood. I thought that was cool. Because in the original story, it wasn't a cave. It was, like, 
I feel I was like it, trying to think. I think it was like a little place or like a house. I I don't remember it being a cave, but I don't was know. It, I want to say like Mortova's place was in a village. Yeah. Um, but it was. Don't come for me. I I don't remember. Um, but that's just what my brain is. You're right. It was though because we in Rule of Wolves they went back to it. Like okay. They, yeah. So it was. Um. So this was just like a little change, which. Hey, I mean, worked. for TV, like, hey, it I, was more dramatic and yeah, more I, visually appealing, I guess. I get it. Yeah. It's stimulating. So, mm-hmm. but that whole storyline, I think they did just well, a really good job. Like, of, all the stuff inside, it's all gone now. Oh, are you talking about the fact that Bogger, like, burned it down? Yes. It's all gone. Yeah. All of the things. <laughs> all the stuff. All the All the knowledge. That was different, too. Like, yeah. I mean, so in Ruin and Rising, we are used to Bagra jumping off of yes a cliff or, I don't know, it's something where mm-hmm. she's she's pretty much taking the Nietzsche Voya with her. Right. Um, this is... She's still the, sacrificing herself. She, exactly. It's just not exactly the same way because it still has to do with the Darkling. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the Darkling is the one that... Does he, like, could you say the Darkling killed Bagra? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So, just a couple differences, but I I, I liked it. I liked watching it, and I I didn't want Bagra to die. I just, I love her so much. I love the actress that plays her. I think she's just such a fun character to watch and see. So, anyways. I like the whole, like... It's, it reminds me of uh, Star Wars when she, she, like, cuts his hand off. And so now he's got this, like, that's right fake hand because she's severing the tie. Yeah. And that is – that's a really cool part that they threw in there, too. Like, I mean, when he gets his, like, amplifier hand. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And uses her bones at the wrist. That's so weird and, like, just uh-huh. so different. And I, I think it's brilliant, especially also how they're – he's sharing Bagra's, like, amplifier bones with his Grisha. Yes. That's so – I That is not something I caught before. Like, I knew that that was what was going on, but I didn't catch the line of we have set aside some yeah. of the bone dust for select Grisha. Um, I missed that particular line yeah. last time. It's It's different, but I loved it. I think that's a really cool, like... Isn't it? I think I heard Jesse and a few others on set call this the teal season. Hmm? What? Do you remember? Like, this is not this episode, but the select Grisha, some of, they're wearing teal. Oh, yeah. You're right. So when I... When, that, in some of the interviews, are like, we're laughing and calling it the teal season. Well, that makes sense. However, I've wanted to understand what that color is all right? about because that completely threw me off when i was watching it for the first time because we sat there forever trying to analyze it because there's yeah. still a red <clears throat> there's still a blue mm-hmm. there's still like the normal colors but then we've just got this teal mixed in but i couldn't figure out like what made that different than everything else and you know we can super analyze that when we come to it but like yeah i don't know it's just <laughs> it's his special like grisha like mm-hmm. friend that like his goth yeah. Companion. <laughs> yes, that's right. His goth Grisha who She's got goth bangs going on. She's she's something. Mm-hmm. And she's she's a she's not a squalor. She is a 
can't. What could she amplify? It's water, right? So is it water or wind? Oh, it's it's water. I think water, because she and then the a, other girl is wind, right? I think so. Yeah, because the goth girl manipulate. Well, maybe it is. She moves the waterfall in one of the episodes where they find Moritzova's journal. Like she has like mm. the. So it could be water or wind. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe both. Possibly. <laughs> Well, let's see. So that's how the episode starts with, like, you know, that storyline. Then we also can't forget how we ended with the crows because that was a cliffhanger. Yeah, that whole, whew, that whole thing is like, I don't There's know. There's a lot to unpack. It's a roller coaster ride through every, like, Disney horror house. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It really is. And there's – so it ended – the last episode ended with us seeing, like, Kaz fall back into, like, water. Uh-huh. And it was – obviously, he's, like, dreaming or hallucinating, like – and they all are that they've been poisoned by some kind of – I don't know. Orange s- mist. Yeah, yeah, some kind of smoky smoke. And um, they're all dreaming, and Jesper – seems to have a connection that is with his mother and him coming to terms with accepting himself and who all cried their eyeballs out yeah at his hallucination like i i died through that whole thing and even thinking about it like gets me teary-eyed like he did a good job he had tears flowing like the oh my heart it was that, beautiful. Just absolutely. Oh, I was agree. Amazing. It was gorgeous. So seeing his like, and he seems to be the only one that I guess had like a really positive or uplifting like. Yeah, I mean, and it's just a little bit. I feel like some of these hallucinations was kind of a gift to the fans of like, here's things that like you wanted to see. Yes. it's It was like a gift. Because the whole Inej and Kaz situation. So tell okay, so Inej, she her hallucination is what? Like, I mean, like I can't figure Is Kaz touching her and wanting her. Okay. Okay. Because gotcha. he, he doesn't have his glove on and he's stroking her face and that okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then Kaz Kaz's is it's his brother. Jordy. Okay. Yeah, and that's very like and st- dark and still feeling like he's drowning all the time. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I there's I love this episode, and there's so much in it. I think like when I couldn't remember what Inej like what her hallucination was. Um, it was like even after watching it again today, like I think I was like even like taking notes on something else or thinking, and I just like. Totally had, like, a brain fart, and I was just like, oh, my God, what was that? But thank you. It totally comes Yeah, yeah so – and then we've got one more. Who else is there with them? Tolia. Um, it was the stabbing of his sister. That's right. Yes. Okay. Tamar, Tamar. Yep. They say Tamar in the show, and I don't know why I start second-guessing myself. Like, we've always said Tamar. Everyone I know of has always said Tamar. I but say But now Tamar. we've got Tamar. <laughs> So I don't know what to do now. Girl, let's just keep on saying Tamar. I'm good with it because that that's what I've been saying. So, But uh, it's that whole 
hallucination scene, everyone's hallucination was just, I don't know, again, magical. It was like a gift to the fans because yes. finally we get to see Inej and Kaz doing a thing. It's a lot. But then afterwards, he asked her what she saw, and she <laughs> said hope. But it, but you're right, hope clouds judgment. Yep. And that was, I thought that was very powerful. I agree. Because in that moment, her, she's trying to talk herself out of it. This isn't real. I need to wake up. And so in that moment, hope was clouding yeah. her judgment. So now she's kind of taken that out into the awake world. Um, Jesper was, says something where, like, was I the only one that saw something like that was like yeah positive or and Kaz says something that like it it's not denying like it was just it wasn't very like do you know do you remember what he said or I don't like I, what he said. I can't either but it was something like it was just very abrupt and very much like Kaz where it's like just denying don't talk about it <laughs> exactly so I I caught that but we can't forget how also. Wyland helps yeah. them like get out of this, which I thought was actually kind of. And cool. that was our butterfly scene. Remember when we yes. were doing the trailer? We were like, "Where is he? That it looks the way it looks in like aesthetic that it is, and there's mm-hmm. butterflies. Like, where in the heck is he? Because beautiful. It's but gorgeous. here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Even the scene in the trailer where we see someone jumping over a edge. Yeah. It's the same thing because I was like, it's the Whoa. Oracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful like set that they've got for this whole thing, but the I love that the butterfly is the antidote. Yes, you have to eat a beautiful butterfly. Yeah, and that like I love he figured it out. And it's gonna be really weird. Have you ever gotten like a butterfly or moth in your mouth? <laughs> I can't say I have. It's so gross. A lot mm. of them will put out like a, a powdery inky substance as their oh, like deterrent. Oh. And so that's the whole thing I could think about while they were chewing the butterfly Oh, is that texture and taste. Yeah. Oh, God. You should go eat a butterfly. Now. Yes. Oh, my God. That sounds horrible. Oh, they were so goodness. pretty, too. The color. Oh, yeah. They were like blue morpho butterflies. Yeah. yeah. They were so pretty. They were very pretty, but they got chewed up. Yeah. And it was just so magical that there were enough for everyone. Exactly. And I thought That's it was convenient. funny when Inej was like, get three more. Like she was like ordering like a, <laughs> yes. a couple drinks or something. It's I like, thought it was hilarious that she started chewing on it before Wyland even told her to. <laughs> Did that happen? Did yes. she? It's in her mouth and he's like, <laughs> eat it. <laughs> well, maybe she was, you know, she was just like, whatever. Editing. At this point. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to go back and look at that. That's that's and then funny. she's like shoving butterflies in their <laughs> that, mouths. That's what's interesting to me too was seeing that because I can't remember whether it was Kaz or whoever, but like I feel like you would have to like definitely like ingest the butter- yes. butterfly, but it kind of looked like some of them were barely like even keeping it in their mouth. They're like, if they're passed out, how are they going to chew? And then it's like they're magically like, oh, I'm awake. Yeah, that it worked really quickly. It did. So, I mean... Go wild. How do you not choke on a blue morpho butterfly when it's shoved in your mouth? I don't know. And laying on your back. Yes. <laughs> don't forget that. Um, but we also Tolia during that whole time is trying to slow him his heart down as well. Like he's he's trying to yeah. stay conscious like as long as possible. I thought that was kind of a cool yeah. touch too. I like that. I 
I saw that too, and I thought that was really neat because he's. I feel like he's like the only person that's not panicking, mm-hmm. because like you see him just like really like it, kind of looks like he's almost trying to meditate in a way, or just like he's trying he's, to. I I saw it as maybe he was trying to not take as many breaths, like not trying yeah. to inhale as much of the the, the mist. Like if he slowed himself down, maybe he yeah. Agent Orange, even though it's not Agent Orange. It is not Agent Orange. <laughs> some kind, yeah. So, really cool scene. And then mm-hmm. I I love that when they wake up, we don't know what their plan is. But then we get to see the plan unfold. Mm-hmm. And so, what's her name? Our, um, our Sanctia. Sanctia. Who's that in? Nayar. Nay- mm-hmm. That's right. We get to see her come back home. And... They pretty much have made it look just like n- everything had happened. Like, I mean, because obviously she got notified that someone broke in or whatever. And yeah. then we see her come and like waiting for the hourglass to empty. Mm-hmm. I guess that shows that maybe she she's could... clearly done this before. I guess. Yeah. I mean, she's had to like keep her honey safe mm-hmm. and like her thing. So she's it's safe. She goes in and then she sees it's. All three of them are laying as if they're still passed out, except for Kaz. We don't yeah. see Kaz. And I just thought it was really well done. I think, like, especially watching Inej, like, really slowly, like, come out of the, like, ceiling and drop and, like, just be silent. Mm-hmm. That whole fight scene I oh, thought was really cool. It was amazing. I'm not always one for fight scenes. But, like, this was so well done because it was such a good mix of, like, uh, Grisha and non-Grisha and, like, super cool powers. and Very was... Matrix-y, like, I think in, like, parts of it. Yeah. When they, like, slow things down. And especially watching the um, the Saint's powers. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she, like, holy, she is very powerful. Like, I mean, she can just, like, stop anything and everything. And As a theater person... Imagine the choreography that went into that. Oh, my God. Can you even? I would have so much fun doing it. I love, like, the choreography to fight scenes because it's just neat to see that all that to me is just kind of like, it's it's like a dance. It's just learning it, the different yeah. moves, but you're going a lot faster, and I think it's so Super cool. fast, and then you have, it's not just you and one other person. There's all these moving pieces going on at once, and to imagine how smooth that had to run and that's one of those things that i don't want to say ruins but i can't i don't get into a lot of movies and shows because i've been behind the scenes and well, yeah. and worked on things like that but then to watch this fight scene and not think about that at the time mm-hmm. is a big deal that's how well it was done because it took me out of yeah my my head for a little bit and then it was the second run through that I was like oh my gosh just imagining all the blocking and everything that had to I I agree and the blocking is like it's just so interesting when I I love that maybe our um topic is really like theater because we keep going back to like <laughs> the I that was one of my favorite things after learning a script was then going and learning your blocking and yeah. like trying like in a scene like this the blocking and like all that is like it's crazy because it's so much in like a such a short period of time too, and in a actually like kind of a really small space. Yes. So, 
But it was just so beautiful when she jumps over an edge like that and like the way her clothes even moved. It was just Inej, it was really well done. Inej is like I I'm loving watching her this season because I feel like I feel like it's just like a little different than it was the first season. Like watching her, like she's got some more like moves that like I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like we see her like being like doing her ninja kind of like mm-hmm. wraith stuff more than in it. It's just really neat. I don't know how to explain it. I guess I just like she's we're seeing more things that she's doing yeah. and the way that like her like the outfit she's wearing like it like it sways and I feel like I'm sounding like an idiot right now. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like we're seeing more stuff that she does and I'm loving it. So yeah, I'll end it there. We're seeing, we're seeing more of her skills and more of her yes. inejness that we had in the books. Like we're we're getting there we to go. see inejness. Inejness. That's it. That's but, Alden's favorite character. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. She is. I'm like I love all the characters, but so we then like I think it's really neat when we finally find out all like the this whole story. Like I mean, who she actually is. Yeah. And it's. It's just neat. Of course, Inej is like, what? Yeah. Because, and how, like, religious she is, like, mm-hmm. to find out that she's she's been a saint. And she's, I guess, she's just been keeping her boyfriend, like, safe for, like, I mean, that's what yeah. all this is about. I think there's a couple things in that. But I think it also, it drives home the fact that powerful Grisha live for a long time. Because she she talks about how she watched her family die, her friends die, everybody die, yeah. and she, so she blocked her heart and didn't um, want to love anybody. And then she fell in love with this man, and obviously he's older and frail now. And so it kind of reiterates what the Darkling has been telling Alina this whole time too yeah. that like you're going to grow old, and Mal is going to grow old and die like alina is just going to keep being powerful and live forever and ever um so i think that kind of puts that into perspective too yeah i agree it definitely like it it points out how i guess lonely and like how heartbreaking it can be to have that much power because you watch all the ones you love like pass on and Mm -hmm. like you like i don't know like Mal, yes, is this certain, like, he's young now, but eventually he's going to get older and you're not. Yeah. And that would be, like, extreme. It's just, like, you know, being immortal pretty much. I mean, I know that they're not immortal, right? Like, I mean, because they... they, No, because obviously they can die. Exactly. It's just they don't age. They just live for a very, very long time. Okay. Yeah. So it's... It's a beautiful story, and I love that they took it from the lives of saints. Mm -hmm. And that tale I didn't expect for them to use, but it totally makes sense. And And um, it cracks me up that they were like, we just want to borrow it. That is really (laughs) funny. Like, after all of that, like, we went through almost two episodes of absolute craziness, (laughs) and they're like, can we borrow your sword? It's cute. (laughs) Uh, But they're... We don't – what do I want to say? Tolia brings up the fact that Alina is Shu. Yes. And so he thinks that she's going to be able to reunite 
the countries. Right. And I don't think she cared too much about that, but like <laughs> it was a pointed thing. Yeah. In part of his speech. Um, but then she's like, um, okay, everybody leave except for Jesper. <laughs> yeah. And I agree. I, I find it interesting that like, I mean, she really doesn't seem to have that big of like, I mean, care about it. And like, she doesn't acknowledge it. No, not at all. And I'm trying to remember, like, one thing that they point out is, like, how I guess in the tale it says that it could, like, the blade could cut through shadow. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Like, I I haven't gone back to look, but I wondered, like, does it actually say in, like, the Lives of Saints that we read, like, whether that blade can cut through shadow? I was going to, I just couldn't remember. The book is gone. Um, I'm going to look into it real quickly and see, (laughs) because I'm very curious about it, but... Okay. What did she do with Jet? What does she tell Jesper? She tells Jesper that he is a crappy durist and he's too old <laughs> to be a crappy durist. She's like, you could have taken the buttons out of your vest. You could have done something with the shoe buckle. You could have done so many things. Um, but like the whole time she's telling him this, she's got like the blade resting on. Her first husband's coffin, which is kind of funny. Oh. Um, but Jesper, I think, he asked her about his vision. And she said something about sometimes we just need the motivation or whatever. And I and I think that in the show gives Jesper the motivation um, as he's holding the sword, the blade... Yeah. He's like, I have a lot of catching up to do. So I think in the show that's going to be explored a little more than obviously we do in the books. But he, um, you can definitely see that he's... Uh, he, he's he, starting to think. Yeah. And it's just, it's done so differently than the books. I feel like his whole... Jesper's an interesting character and watching his progression also with him like coming to terms with being a Grisha, I think mm-hmm. is one thing that's interesting to watch compared to the way that we read it. It's very different. Yeah. And um I feel like he I don't know why he like I mean in the in the when we read it, it I feel like it explained very well his like fear of mm-hmm. being exposed. However, in the show, I don't feel like it does it justice and makes much sense to people well- we exposed it real fast. So we don't get that, like that he is just in complete denial over it and that nobody knows. We don't get that. Like we get very early on. I mean, it's, it's kind of towards, towards the end of the first season, but we get that with Ivan being like, who are you or what are you? Right. And we can see him every time he shoots, he hits his mark. Um, I feel but like we, don't, we didn't get that at all. Like we no. just in the books, it was just that he was a good shot, and yeah. it wasn't until the ice court heist with the lock picking thing that we start to like. Oh, you actually see it. Oh, and like for book readers, it is a major shock because we didn't get those moments of like, oh, it's huge. It's massive. <laughs> it took me like. A while to actually like catch on to that. I don't even think 
I did catch on like the first time I like read all the way through it. I think I think it was actually you that like ended up pointing it out to me and I didn't I don't know. You know me. I like sometimes when I read books I get so excited you I kinda do. like forget it's about cute. Uh, it's 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 something. I don't know. But he also in this episode gives Wyland his true feelings and they kiss and make out in front of everybody. <laughs> well, you got to finally yeah so okay so i found the story and i'm looking through it i'm not because obviously i'm not going to sit here and read it but i am not seeing like at at last the final soldier fell um says the sword was dubbed neshianier relentless and can still be found in the palace of amrat jen we know that it its blade has never rusted but i think in last week's episode, they talked about how it was the sharpest blade. And so I don't know if they said for sure that they 100% knew it would. Did you find it? Yep, I did. Actually, it's, it. She, she went to the family forge and there she fashioned a blade so sharp it could cut shadow and so strong it laughed at steel. So... Yes, that is in so there. So what a good like job for the writers to combine that story and the Nichiboya. Yeah. And to see that connection actually. Like yeah. I mean the fact that she put that in there, it it cut shadow and how it would connect to the Shadow and Bone trilogy. And like I just think that's so that is really cool. That's yeah. Good that's job, a fun writer. Connection. Absolutely. It's neat. And I I love just all the different stuff. I know it's a lot in this season, but I think it's really cool and unexpected for us, like, book readers, because mm-hmm. we didn't expect any of that. So, okay, what else went on in this episode? The, what didn't go on in Right? This? I mean, the only thing that happened after that was what we talked about before with Alina and Mao, like, oh, Firebird. Um, and now yeah. he has to die. Yeah. She's going to stab him. And take his life, and inst- and instead of like sitting around crying about it, they go to bed together. Yeah, she she definitely she pretends that she hasn't fi- like noticed that by chance he is um, the amplifier. Um, that whole thing, like they're they're doing the whole Moritzova thing. Bagra has basically like laid it out for her beforehand. Yep. They leave the cave. He closes the door and they run away and she still like hasn't said anything. The second, like if, if we're like hanging out and you're like, only somebody could do this with this blood and you stood there and do it. I would have been like right then and there. I'd be like, oh my God, Eric. But no, <laughs> Alina's just like, cool, let's go. <laughs> do you think maybe it's, she just. Like it's a and, denial thing. Yeah, and like so much stuff was going on that maybe she just was like, "Oh, that's weird. I don't How know. could he do that?" She's not that dumb. You're right. Like I literally would have been <laughs> like, well, "Oh my god!" But no, no, she it it's something. I think she definitely is in denial, like hardcore. <laughs> because I mean, she out of everybody has even gotten like flashes of like memories from like the everything showing that their connection, but. One thing also that I realized I didn't talk about that I thought was neat with this like whole storyline was when I think it's Bagra is talking to Mal and his 
how Mal, I guess, like, he went from, like, orphanage to orphanage until he found one that was, like, home. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, I thought that was, because that's that's not in the, like, stories, right? Like, that we were, that, not so, not in so many words. Yeah. I think it's implied that, like, they would always find each other because of the connection they have, that that's how they found each other. But uh, I, I love that. I loved having that, like, laid out for me to, like, I don't know, gobble up and enjoy. I loved those little, <laughs> I thought it was so cute and so cool. And um trying to think what else with that. Like, it was just, I feel like that was really well done and really well thought out. The way that they revealed this whole, just the fact that he is a Mortova and, you know, I, you know me, I'm a geek. I love all the background story and it's just really cool. So, but hey, unfortunately Bagra's gone and she's done, but she did a great job. Thank you, Bagra. So, um, I guess that was it for that. That's it. Yeah. Well, that was fantastic. Whew. There was a lot. (laughs) But, um, so this is episode, this was episode six Mm -hmm. and we've got, oh my gosh, that's it. Yep. Only two more. Gracious. We are just going through this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it has been fantastic and, um, yeah, we will, um, see you all next week. Long live the Grishaverse. Like we're at the end of the hour. So my voice is a little husky. It was. No No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at GrishaCast. And thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Michelle, Alex, Brenda. Mwah.